Welcome to episode 286. Did you know that your brain doesn't always remember things that happened to you? In fact, it can have a distorted version of traumatic memories. Things that we assume we would remember every single painful detail of. Whether we remember the truth of what happened or not, this episode gets into whether or not our memory is helpful or harmful to progress and how to begin taking the power out of stories or memories that you feel are controlling your life to this very day. So, let's go. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. Hey, what's up, my healthy friends? Welcome to another Coaching with Maddie episode where we go through Maddie's handbook. Maybe we should call it Maddie's handbook. <laughs> um, when I formulated the giant list of uh, these episodes, I literally opened up all of my client notes from the last four years and went through them all and pulled out individual questions that I had been asked. And surely there are many more in Zoom recordings as well. Um, but this is one of them, which is today's episode, which is, what if my memory isn't accurate? The interesting thing is that my ability to answer this question actually comes from my forensic degree. So many of you may or may not know, I have a degree in forensic science. Uh, and there's some world, and maybe we're living it right now, where that information allows me to do what I do and allows me to execute the mission that I'm uh, executing right now, which is in 2023. It's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. Now, you might ask, why is a forensics degree and a question about your memory relevant to emotional eating or binge eating or sugar addiction or anything like that? Well, in my experience, the reality is that most people have these challenges with food in some in some form, not for everybody, but in some form in relation to the challenge they, challenges they had in childhood, the trauma that they experienced, the sexual abuse, uh, whether it be as as young children or as teenagers or even as, as early adults or different situations in your life might have led to this moment, right? And when I say, is your memory accurate? The reason that we want to question this is because something that I have learned throughout my journey of healing trauma and, you know, going to the psychologist and seeing coaches and being a part of programs is that you need to get to a place and I had to get to a place where you need to understand that people have different memories. And the reason my forensics degree is helpful here is because I distinctly remember uh, going through many forensics classes, uh, crime scene classes, uh, witness classes, where we talked about the fact that you would have multiple people in the room of a crime where something happened and you would have however many people there were, you would basically have that many different stories of the truth. Now, the reason that's important to you reflecting on your healing journey, your childhood trauma, the problems that happen in your relationship is because the reason your memory isn't accurate is because everybody has a different memory of what happened. Something different about the interaction was important or damaging for each individual. Something that you said obviously wasn't damaging for you per se, but it damaged the other person. And the thing that was damaging for you was what they said. So your memory of how that conversation went or how the violent interaction went or whatever went down, everyone's memory is different. And the reason that you need to arrive at this place is because before, this, before you get here, you're usually in a place of blame. 
blame and judgment for people being wrong, for people doing it in incorrect ways because fundamentally we're saying you didn't do it for motivations that I would have done it for or you did something for reasons that I would not have done it for. And what we're doing in that moment is we're projecting our memory and our belief systems and our judgments onto the person that is possibly the perpetrator. And I'm not taking away any of that energy, right? This is not about you know, making sure that we give grace and love and kindness to a horrible perpetrator. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if we start to entertain the idea that our memory might not be accurate, then we start to open up the possibility that there are other versions of the truth and that there are other versions of the story. And what that allows us to do is is realize that one part of our ego, our psyche, has latched on to one variation of what was possibly occurring. And we all remember something different. And that might open up the opportunity for you to think, well, What are other ways that I could have remembered it? What are other perspectives that I could hold in regards to this? And again, the reason that that's helpful is because it starts to take the power out of the story that has been controlling you. And I talk about this stuff in relevance for pulling apart stories that have led to you executing your life in a way that you are deeply unhappy about binge eating, emotional eating, sugar addiction, toxic partners, too much wine every single night, or maybe it's not too much, but maybe it's too often, you know, Uh, whatever the story is. These things that you're deeply unhappy about that you keep, you know, listening to these podcasts to try and change or joining programs or, you know, reading self-help books to change is that we want to take the power out of the story that drives the unhelpful behavior. Okay. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It doesn't mean your memory is not correct. All I'm challenging you on is whether or not that memory is serving you or is it going to take the power out of it a little bit, power out of that story to entertain the possibility that there are other variations of the truth and other people in that scenario have their own versions of the truth, which might not be as you know self-fulfilling as your version of the story is, right? So taking the power out of that story is going to be really helpful. And we know from witnesses in court, we know from crime scene data collection that many people in a situation that supposedly would have had the same experience in theory had very different experiences and have very different memories from the event. You know when you do a double take? You know when you think you see someone or see something and you quickly look back in a split second? What we know from psychology or what what we know from psychological research is what I should say, is that when that happens, basically the way that the brain builds your reality and, you know, this, this, maybe we could do a whole podcast on this, but the idea is that your reality is formulated on the data that your brain has collected over your life. So you don't necessarily see the world for what it is, for what it truly is in biological, physical reality. You actually see the world through the lens of the experience of your life. And so that means that everybody sees the world a little bit differently. And I mean physically. And that's when we'll get to this double take thing, right? Is that when you're visualizing the world through your own experiences, you're going to see something different to the person down the road, to the sibling that was in the same house. Like, you know, I know my sister and I had a very different experience of life and continue to, but, you know, we lived in the same house for the first 20 years. And we had a very different experience and it will be the same for the people around you. And so this, the, the brain behaves in a way where if you glance in a particular direction or you're looking at something and 
the brain can't quite figure out which piece of memory or data is meant to fill that optical void. And I say optical void because you've just seen something that the brain doesn't make sense of. What it does is it rapidly goes into the brain and collects some of the data um, that it's you know experienced over the life and stored, over your life and stored. And it puts that in place. And the reason you do a double take is because sometimes it gets it wrong. And you look back and think, I swear I just saw a unicorn. <laughs> and then the second time you look, you actually physically process what's actually in physical reality with your eyes. And you're like, oh, oh, I didn't see that. But I, two things happen. You can see, oh, I can see how I got there with what I was looking at. Or you think, how on earth did I see that? And that is evidence that the brain sometimes remembers incorrectly. We sometimes are inaccurate in our memories and our brain does this when, when we double take. It's more likely to happen when we're stressed and tired and underslept and, you know, just got all sorts of problems going on with our mind because our mind is distracted. But this is a real thing that happens and it's been proven in research that our brain fills the memory gap through optic consumption of data in order to make sense of the world. And because it got it wrong in that moment, that very split second, we double take to be like, hang on, that's not the world that I remember. And then the brain recorrects itself once you look again. So I want to share this with you because I've had this conversation with a number of clients about whether or not the story that they're telling themselves about their trauma is helpful or harmful. It's usually harmful. And then the next question is, well, how can we take the power out of it? Not that it's not significant, not that it's not devastating, not that it's not an important part of your story. But if it's controlling your life and creating a life you don't want, then we need to take the power out of it. One of those ways to do so is to start entertaining the idea that maybe your memory isn't right or that it's a little bit inaccurate or that if you start looking at it from other people's perspective, the way that one might remember it is actually very different and tells a very different story, which might be in two, you know, could go either way. It could be empowering or disempowering, but it's going to be empowering in this conversation because we're looking for ways to take the power out of unhelpful stories that lead to unhelpful behaviors. If you have enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, share it on social media, tag me. That's always really helpful to help this little podcast grow. Uh, I'm grateful for you being here and you know the deal. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.